Hey, welcome to this episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our coffee. And I don't actually have coffee today. This is a fake coffee cup. Well, it's not a fake coffee cup. It's just an empty coffee cup. But you may be wondering, Chad, what in the world are you doing? This is not the normal view that we see. And you're absolutely correct. We're in the middle of some exciting things with the Coffee Break podcast and with LockDoc Security. We're actually retooling our studio right now. So we had to kind of pull an audible because we want to provide you consistent content every Tuesday. So our studio, our studio is not set up right now because we're putting new gear in there, some new lights and some new cameras to try to be uh, the best possible when we produce content. One of our core values at LockDoc Security is refined quality. And we want to do that with everything that we touch including the video content that we share with you every single week. So hopefully you'll see some changes in that coming up. But in the meantime, we did want to share some information with you today. This is a message that I was able to share on a webinar uh, through Brevo, the a webinar that Brevo hosted a couple of weeks back about books that impact your business. And this all came out of uh, one interesting thing. Several weeks back, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic that's happening in the, the world right now and in the United States with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, we started a little uh, gathering every single weekday, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern time called a business meeting. And the idea was very simple. Business owners and leaders from all walks of life, when, when situations like this, when crisis arrives, uh, there's an extra level of loneliness. You're doing your best to try to stay solvent for your organization, to stay positive, to stay organized, and also trying to figure out how to navigate a crisis. And so we simply put a call out to other business owners. Join us for an open dialogue call every weekday at 4 p.m. to just to chat about it, to encourage each other, to walk through challenges together. And what has come of this has been an absolute exciting thing. It's turned into an, an entire website now and an entire community, businessmeeting.online. You can go check it out. It's a free website. You can join for free. Uh, it's all there for you and you get access to a forum where there's tons of information being shared every single day. And then obviously our video calls. We all jump on a Zoom call at 4 p.m. every day and connect. And we're working through things like, um, like KPIs and metrics. We're working through leadership and team building marketing. Uh, we're working through business development ideas and strategies. There's all kinds of categories that we're diving into, even operations topics uh, that we're diving into every single day to take this time to focus on getting better at our business. And we want to invite you to join the conversation as well. If you have any interest in trying to get, uh, get your business better, to improve your business, well, these, these folks that are on this call have some of the greatest minds and they're encouraging each other and challenging each other every single day. So check that out, businessmeeting.online. That's just a side note for what you're about to hear, which is books that impact your business. So get ready, take notes, and also, yeah, you can find out this entire list of books that impact your business online on the blog at businessmeeting.online. So check that out. Grab a cup of coffee and get ready for this conversation. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh yeah. 
Chad has a tradition on his podcast where he asks his his host five questions. So we're going to do that that tradition today. Um, so he calls them rapid fire questions and he asks questions that they have no knowledge of. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give Chad, I guess, a taste of his own medicine and, and give him five rapid fire questions. So Chad, what is one food that you could not live without? Pizza. That's easy. Pizza. That's okay. All right. If you could be any kind of Olympic athlete, what would you be? Basketball. Okay. Um, what is what invention that you think will be popular in the next 20 years and why? An invention that will be popular in the next 20 years? Um, I have no clue. 20 years is such a far, uh, a long way away. Um, I mean, obviously anything mobile, anything that you can squeeze onto a smaller screen is, is definitely going to take the loop. So it's something along that line. Okay, awesome. What movie would you like to be in? If you could be in any movie, and which character would you be? Oh, geez, uh, probably something, um, uh, some type of organized crime movie. This is probably going to sound really bad, but some type of organized crime movie, a mafia movie, or something like that, um, would be would be probably ideal. Awesome. And for the last question, what is one positive that you think will come out of COVID-19 um, and one positive that you've gotten from it? And what is the first thing that you can't can't wait to do when it's all over? So a positive that's going to come out of this for me is this a, sense, a, a renewed sense of community. Um, this has been something that has been, I guess, something I've uh, dabbled in for a while, but I have been so encouraged. And I, I, I mean, even just our daily calls, just to, to be able to connect with people all across the country every day um, in this in this same type of format has just blown me away. Um, it has changed the way that we have communicated inside of our own business. So we're communicating at a more rapid pace. And so I think that's a massive positive that's going to come out of this, that will a new rhythm that will carry on uh, far into, into the future uh, that is not a negative out of it. it. It challenged us to do something that we needed to do and make action faster. Uh, one of my one of my big things right now, the positive that's been taken away from this is one of my new favorite uh, quotes from General Patton is um, that a a good plan executed um, violently is better than a perfect plan next week. And so that's ba- basically been our new process is is make action and do it quick. Don't uh, don't st- don't think too much. Just make some action. One of the things that I can't wait to do. Um, I guess travel again. I, I, I really enjoy getting on, getting on an airplane. It's one of the things I'll be talking about today, but I, I, I spend a lot of time on airplanes and it has really um, aided in some of the reading that I've been able to do. And so because we've been in a chaos uh, here recently, it's, it has broken some of that rhythm for me. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. So without further ado, Chad's going to tell us some of the books that has impacted his business and we're, we're excited to, to have him here. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the invitation, and um, I am not too sure about the uh, the <laughs> the last minute five question thing. But anyway, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you bringing here, uh, allowing me to be here, and for the opportunity today. Uh, this is always fun to kind of talk about. This is one of my passion points um, that I have learned, and and I want to talk why it's been uh, become a passion point for me. So I wanted to kind of set the tone a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to tell you some some of the things that reading has done for me personally, how it's changed our business and how it's changed my mindset. 
um, how, how utilizing these resources that are available has massively impacted not just me individually, but our business as well. Uh, I want to talk about some practical ways to implement this. Um, one of the biggest, uh, biggest excuses that I get from myself and from other people is I don't have time. I don't have the available time in my day to do this. How do you have time to read? Um, I was I was having a conversation the other day. We were recording a podcast, and I was talking with a guy the other day, and he said, "You know, I get these ads all the time on Instagram, as I'm sure many of us do. That says, hey, the average you know CEO reads like five books a week or something like that.' And we're like, how do you have time to do that? Uh, but there's some practical ways that you can implement these these things into your daily routine. I'll give you some book suggestions and um, some of the things that. Uh, I have taken out of these books, and so maybe they may have uh, bring some interest to you, and then uh, try to issue a challenge at the end of the, the conversation. So that's the direction we're going to be headed into. I'm going to give you a little bit of, of my story um, and why I started reading and consuming books. So um, understand when I started in this industry was about 16 years ago. I was a rookie technician. I had no idea what in the world I was getting myself into, and uh, we started to to just work our, our tails off. We just were working hard every single day to try to grow a business. And as we started down the process, we started, the business started to grow. And that's very normal with people in our industry. There's a, you're a practitioner, you do good work, you care about the work that you're doing. And then all of a sudden uh, your, your demand starts to grow and people want your services and people want that business uh, or want you to do business with them. And then, out of that, you have to start hiring people. And then all of a sudden, you are this practitioner, this person that's very good at doing what you do. And now you have to become a manager of people. And that is a completely different process. It's a complete different mindset. It's a completely different task uh, than what you've done before. And uh, one of the things that I've always prided myself in is the fact that I always learned from my mistakes. So I learned by doing. And that's a common conversation to have with people is, uh, is, is I learned by doing the school of hard knocks, so to speak. And that is great and wonderful, but at a point um, when you're responsible for lots of people or even just a few people, you want to start being more intentional. And uh, learning from mistakes will always be part of business development, will be always part of, of, of improvement, but uh, you can also learn from others' mistakes at a more rapid pace. Uh, and so some of the things that I learned from some of the books that I'm gonna be sharing with you today, not only taught me how to make decisions and taught me how to process things, but it also helped to change my mindset um, and change the way that I viewed things. And so that was a very, very important um, aspect for me. So uh, when we when we when the company started growing and we were having to hire people, uh, there was this process that we were going through, and, and maybe this is familiar with other people, but uh, we had a, a team of about ten or eleven, and we could never break out of that size. Um, and at, at now looking in the rearview mirror, I can tell you that a lot of that was based off of my my and my business partners' limited people management skills and some of our uh, inability to understand how to uh, manage and inspire and motivate people. We didn't understand the process. There was We were butting heads in a lot of areas and we didn't really understand why. And so some of the things that I'm going to share with you today helped with that. Some of the struggles that I had that some of these books have helped to uh, break out of was uh, I had I was a really bad micromanager. And I've said this before multiple times, uh, micromanagement, I'm a recovering micromanager and I still fall into it on occasion. Uh, but uh, being, being in that mode is not 
conducive for growth uh, when you micromanage because it limits your capacity. Uh, I was always highly critical. Um, it is easy for me to walk into a room and tell you all the things that are wrong with the room, um, as, as uh, many of us can. But I was, I was uh, being externally communicative in that way. So I was being highly critical of our team um, and not leading with uh, positivity. I was leading with criticism. And that ultimately limited the amount of people that wanted to work in our organization because of the attitude and the motive that we were sharing. Um, spent a lot of time telling people what they did wrong more than I was coaching them on what to do right um, and that was uh, a major problem that a lot of these books have helped to clear up for me because, um, a, again, it's easier to tell people what they're doing wrong and how they're failing. It's harder to take the time and the long-term uh, process of teaching people what should happen and setting those expectations up front. Um, I had a, an issue where I thought I knew everything. And uh, when, you, when you operate in that way, you don't take advice from other people and you don't lean on your team. It can be a hard, uh, hard road to hoe. Uh, and then uh, I also, because of all of those things, became the bottleneck or the lid to our organization. And uh, there were many, many times when I would get into a heavy point of struggle because I was the bottleneck. Everything came to this certain point and I, could only, I only had so much throughput. I only had so much work that I could get done in a day or a week or a month uh, and it was exhausting. And uh, I learned through some of these books that I'm gonna share with you today why uh, that was not a good way to operate and how I could kind of break out of that. So. Uh, one of the first things that was ever given to me was there was two books and these are two that I'm going to be sharing with you, but these were two books that were given to me early on uh, as I started to navigate some management and leadership capacity. One is uh, Free the Idea Monkey. I guess that was this one, the orange one, Free the Idea Monkey. And the other one is Turn the Ship Around. And I remember specifically, um, I still even have part of it uh, bookmarked in here. This is actually a postcard from uh, Ralph uh, Ralph's Coffee Shop. This is in New York City. Um, and I read this book on an airplane, headed up to New York City to spend some time there um, on vacation. And I can specifically remember sitting in the airplane seat, reading this book and having one of the biggest epiphanies of my life, understanding why I had so many struggles in actually executing things and getting things accomplished. I'd beat my head against the wall so many times on thinking, hey, this is awesome, let's get this done, but I could never get it to actually come to life. Um, and that book helped me understand uh, what that was. And so it, once I had that process happen a couple of times, I said, hey, there's, this is a no brainer, we gotta keep, keep going with it. So one of the biggest excuses that we have is I don't have time. I don't have time to read. Well, I can tell you some of the things that I've done just to give you some examples, uh, and I'm using emojis here to, uh, to communicate this to you. But one, I cut out a lot of television time. Uh, this was a major change in, a, in a, just a, a whole life uh, cycle. Reduce the amount of television, cut the cable. Uh, you have a lot of other things that you can spend your time on, and uh, reading uh, podcasts, getting those resources in is one of them. Uh, we all spend a lot of time in our car, or we used to, uh, but we spend a lot of time in our cars driving around. Audiobooks are a great thing. And the one thing that's unlocked a lot for me is, uh, is exercise. Um, I absolutely despise getting on a treadmill. It is the most boring thing in my life, uh, but I love to get out and run, walk, um, and do things like that. And I have taken that uh, opportunity to 
to synchronize books to my devices and listen to them. And I've gained a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge through doing that simple thing. I'm getting kind of two birds with one stone. I'm getting some physical exercise and I'm also expanding my, my mindset. So those are some things to be, be focused on. Uh, get started. Get a book. Get started. Uh, Audio books are great. And grab a notebook because uh, you're going to have some ideas. Maybe it is uh, your, your phone. You just some, some, take some notes on your phone or whatever it is. But just be intentional about keeping the information. Highlight it. Keep uh, notes in there. So what's the overall benefit of, of doing this? Well, you can grow your organization, you can grow your mindset, um, and you can accomplish some great things if you start to open up your your eyes to other opportunities out there. Hey, thanks for listening to the Coffee Break Podcast. If this information has been helpful to you or you just really kind of like our theme song, can you help us out by rating us on whatever app you're using? And if you get really fancy, how about sharing a screenshot on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn? Okay, enough of all this. Let's get back to the conversation. So, uh, kind of uh, already hit on this, free the, free the idea monkey. This is my first recommendation. Um, I've got uh, several in here, so, and I'll also try to post these online somewhere, but uh, feel free to take notes. Free the idea monkey was uh, the first time that I realized that I had major hurdles in the way that I operated uh, with people. Uh, one of the things that the Idea Monkey book di- uh, starts to break down is the difference between a visionary and an integrator. And you're going to hear that kind of concept in a lot of business books, but somebody that can bring an idea to life and somebody that can actually implement the idea. And very frequently in business, you have somebody that can bring an idea to the table, but they really suck at getting it accomplished. Um, they, they don't do a good job at actually handing it off to people and letting them bring that idea to life. And that is something that can be a, a sticking point in a lot of business growth because you're limiting your capacity to grow because you don't know how to communicate your vision uh, out to people that can actually make it happen. And Free the Idea Monkey di- diagnoses all of that. It talks a lot about partnerships. In this book, it talks about the partnership between uh, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in the way that uh, Steve Wozniak would not have been a success in, in business if it wasn't for Steve Jobs and vice versa, Steve Jobs would have struggled because of the technology side. And that's a great partnership. It also talks about Walt and, uh, and Roy Disney and the way that they had a partnership where Walt Disney was a visionary and he had these ideas, but without Roy keeping it, things grounded and financially stable, then the Disney Corporation would not have been able to sustain any of the, the things that they were trying to accomplish. So it talks a lot about partnerships. It talks a lot about how you can navigate that and, and, and fall into your strengths. Uh, and so it's something it's something to be mindful of. This book gave me the permission to share a vision. Uh, one of the things that I learned through the process there was that I was I lacked confidence in sharing a vision with our team and with people. And this book said, hey, it's okay to have that and it's okay to share that. The next book, this one was given to me at a an event one time. I listened to uh, the, the author of the book, David Marquet, talk about it. Um, and this book actually sat on the shelf for a couple of years before I actually opened it up. And when I opened it up, I was frustrated by the fact that I didn't read it earlier. Turn the Ship Around is a book that is, it talks about empowering your team. It talks about learning how to get out of the way. It talks about learning how to not be the bottleneck and be the lid to your organization. And it gives you some practical steps on that. One of my big takeaways from the book, Turn the Ship Around, is one statement that we use in our organization quite frequently, which is, what do you think we should do? What are your thoughts on this? 
give me your opinion. So a lot of times in when you're in a leadership position, when you're, when you're at any stage of business and people are coming to you with questions, it's easy for you to give them the answer and tell them what to do. And what this book outlines is how you train people and teach people to make decisions on their own based off of a predetermined criteria, uh, based off of some facts that you've already put together and that you've already agreed upon and then teach them how to make that decision. And it turns the conversation into, hey, what should I do about this? Into, hey, this is what I did about that. Um, And it's a very freeing concept because it allows you to continue to grow and continue to navigate your business without you being that that bottleneck or that lid on uh, the organization. The next book that uh, was one that I downloaded, this was, a, I think, an ebook. Um, I've got it on a, my iPad and my phone, and this is a, a playbook for business. If you've never read Entree Leadership and you're, not, and you're in business, then you're missing out. Dave Ramsey, obviously, has been through it multiple times, has had successful businesses that then crashed, and he went through bankruptcy multiple times. But the practical advice that he gives in here on team building practices, hiring, some of the, the takeaways that we applied from this book was, one, uh, being uh, showing positive and creating a positive environment for your organization, uh, acknowledging your team's wins, acknowledging personal, uh, personal, um, personal positives from your organization uh, for team members and, being, and recognizing that. Recognition is a, a big component of this book. And he also talks about um, hiring and using practical application when hiring and hiring more for your culture and less for the skill sets. Um, and it was a revolutionary change for our business as well. The next book, uh, and this is one of the, the books that we assign to new leaders in our organization. Um, you're you're going to read this before you navigate any type of leadership in our organization, and that is uh, Leaders Eat Last. Uh, Simon Sinek, obviously, is uh, the, the author of, um, of the book, Start With Why, but uh, this particular book, just the opening phrases of it really will get you motivated on understanding how to be a good servant leader um, and how to go into the fight head first and how to uh, to 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 make sure that you're leading the charge for your team. Leaders Eat Last focuses on that. And it's really kind of summed it all up in the title where uh, he he utilizes the analogy of in the the military, which Simon does a lot of analogies back to military, but um, he talks a lot about the fact that leaders uh, in in that military assignment make sure that their crew, their team, their their, team, their group of people always eat first and they eat last. And it's just the mentality that you start thinking about. A lot of times in leadership, you're always thinking about what am I going to get out of this? And this changes it to the reverse engineering of it. Um, It's a great read and it definitely helps to set your mindset for leadership. Uh, This book, is Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Uh, this particular book was recommended to me by Steve Van Til. I was, uh, I was standing in, in a, at a conference chatting with him. I said, hey, Steve, what are you reading? What's, uh, what's big on, uh, for you right now? And he said, well, we're actually going through this as a, as a team uh, with our company called Radical Candor. Uh, and I notated it down in, in my book recommendations and, and kind of forgot about it and came back around to it at some point and, and actually dove into it. And it was a massively impactful book. So practical team building applications, uh, understanding the difference between rock stars and superstars. So a lot of times in business, we'll talk about, man, that person's a rock star. Um, And the way that Kim kind of defines this out is a rock star is somebody that is stable and has stability and a superstar is one that's going to grow through the organization. And the big takeaway from that is you need to have both. 
uh, all the time, a lot of times you'll talk with people in, in uh, business and they say, hey, man, I wish I had people that were always striving to do better and do better and do better, which is great to have. But if everybody is in that mindset all the time, uh, then you're going to constantly be replacing people and you lose a, a little bit of stability in your organization. And so she talks a lot about that, rock stars and superstars and identifying those and building your team with a mix of those uh, so that you can constantly be pushing the envelope, but you also have a level of stability. Uh, a big takeaway from this book was with personal coaching with your team uh, and applying one-on-ones. So uh, as soon as I finished this book, uh, one of the things we implemented in our organizations are regular one-on-ones. Every single day, uh, Monday through Friday, I have two 30-minute one-on-ones with uh, the leadership team in our organization. So uh, there's 10 people that I meet with every single week. And um, it is a rhythm that we started based off of this book. And it has progressed the motion of our organization. The, the, the ability for us to get things done in a timely manner has, uh, has dramatically decreased because of the fact that we're having those conversations. Um, one of the massive benefits from a leadership standpoint that I was able to take out of this was I was, con- and many people will probably be able to, uh, to understand this, but the, uh, the, the day-to-day you might get distracted with people coming in and asking questions and having these impromptu meetings and, hey, can you come in here and talk about this? And that was just, that was navigating my entire day was I just would come in and stand behind my desk and wait for someone to come in and ask me some questions or pull me into a meeting. And I couldn't get anything accomplished. And so that was a a frustration that I was dealing with. And this book kind of set some framework in place for me that I said, that said, if I, and, and part of what Kim Scott talks about is if I give you a dedicated time every single week that you know that this is when we're going to have the conversation, then you can hold the, um, the, the things that we need to talk about until that point. If it's a, a massive priority, things are, are just totally crumbling, the building's on fire, then let's have that conversation immediately. But if it's something that can wait until our one-on-ones, let's do that. And it ultimately gave me more time in my day. So when I talk to people about this all the time, and say, how do you have so many one-on-ones? And what I've found out of it is I've gotten more time back in my day because I have dedicated time regularly to the team and they know that they have my full attention um, during that process. So that is a, a major takeaway from that book. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3,422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. To find out more, visit LockDoc.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDoc Security, helping you protect your people and your property. Um, the next book is Powerful by Patty McCord. Um, the reason that I that I went for this book was because I had heard some of the reviews on it, and Patty McCord was one of the uh, people that implemented in the Netflix organization the unlimited PTO. Uh, so, and if they still have it to this day, I'm not quite sure, but one of the things that she implemented was they gave anybody that was on staff the ability, or a majority of people that were on staff, the ability to have an unlimited amount of time off. So, there was no more um, no more PTO limitations. And uh, so, I was like, well, that's, that's kind of crazy. Uh, so, I want to understand how that actually worked. So, uh, when it got into this book, and I took 
far more out of it than just that concept, uh, but the concept around that and the understanding that if you give people the freedom to make their own choices and their own decisions and the freedom to make make the, those decisions at their team level, um, then then you get much better results out of it and there's much more empowerment and ownership around that. Uh, but she also talked a lot about dealing with hiring, firing, and people quitting. Um, so many people uh, on the call, maybe small business owners, and if, if you're like me, I take it real personal when somebody comes and puts in their notice or uh, decides to leave our team because I feel like it's something that I'm not doing well or something that our organization is not doing well or providing for them. And she talks through a lot of why that happens, how to deal with it, and um, how to make the best of it and learn from those processes. So it's a very, very impactful book. The next book on the list is The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Um, and I would also, I put a note on here uh, at the bottom to buy anything from Patrick Lessioni. Um, he is an amazing author and breaks things down into very practical applications. So he's also got a book called The Advantage, um, The Ideal Team Player. There's lots of, of his books that I would highly recommend. But this particular book changed our leadership team dramatically. And I, I don't want to understate that. This book changed the way our leadership team interacted with each other. He talks about the five dysfunctions of a team and understanding how to get the, the most out of your team and how to build trust. Uh, when you, you get into any organization, if there's any type of dysfunction or structural uh, 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 issues, it most likely has a deep-rooted issue in the fact that people don't trust each other. Um, and so we went through this, our entire leadership team went through this. We had a major book discussion about it and ways that we can practically implement these, these things into our organization. And it has changed the way that they communicate. It's changed the way that our entire company communicates. So it's definitely a value add. Uh, the next couple of books here are going to be about kind of leadership and how to get more um, out of it. Uh, Michael Hyatt is an amazing individual. If you've never heard of him, you need to go do some research. He's got a great podcast. This actually was one of the podcasts I was listening to um, that kind of sparked some ideas for the business meeting that we have every day at four o'clock. But Michael Hyatt is an amazing individual. And he's, he's the book, Free to Focus, um, it gave me some insightful ways to think through how to manage my time better. Um, as a leader, people are constantly pulling at you for, for time um, and attention and understand how to navigate that and deal with that is a major benefit. Michael Hyatt does a, a lot of great books um, and he actually has a new one that, um, that, he's, that he just released recently that's impactful. If you're in business, just like the Entree Leadership book, Traction, if you've never read it, you're missing out. Uh, it's a business operating system, or as they refer to it, the Entrepreneur's Entre Operating System, EOS, um, and it's majorly impactful. They talk about six key components, vision, people, data, issues, processes, and then ultimately getting traction out of that. Um, massively beneficial. Understanding how to get the right people in the right seat on the bus, having your team built correctly, how to handle issue resolution, how to process things in your organization, understanding how to document things. Literally, if you're running a business and you haven't read this book or applied the principles of it, you are completely missing out. Um, it is definitely a recommend. Get it on an audio book. Start listening to it as soon as this thing finishes up because you can get massive value out of it. Uh, another book on the list here, um, and I just came across this guy, Mike, and I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. So um, Mike M, but uh, he makes fun of his own last name in the book. Clockwork uh, is a fantastic book about really 
getting down to the nitty gritty of how to make your business operate. Understanding, um, I mean, and it's, it's just full of practical information. It's full of uh, tactical takeaways. Understanding how to build task-based uh, operations in, in your organization. Um, developing clockwork so that uh, his, his big takeaway from here is that you can walk away from your business without the business missing you. So that's your job as a leader is to make sure that that business can operate without you having to be there to operate it just like clockwork. Um, uh, Mike McCallowis, I think is how you pronounce it. He also wrote a book called Profit First and the Pumpkin Plan. Um, I have not read the Pumpkin Plan, but I've also read Profit First, which is an amazing book uh, on how to get your business set up for finances um, is, is a very, very beneficial read as well. But Clockwork, I, I have told several people that I believe that Clockwork and Turn the Ship Around both uh, have very similar storylines and functional uh, understanding. And Clockwork is, is just a fun book to read. Uh, Mike uh, does a good job in writing it. And he also is very humorous to listen to on the audiobook. Um, two books that I recommend for any person that's in business leadership, um, and I put both of these on the same screen because I would say choose one or the other. They are both massive reads. Um, you know, from the audiobook version, the Steve Jobs book is a 24-hour listen. Uh, Shoe Dog with Phil Knight is like a, a 16 or 17-hour listen. Um, I do have a proud moment that I listened to the entire Shoe Dog book while running. So I got 16 or 17 hours of running in during the process. But um, it was a very, the, the storylines that are in there make you as a business leader or owner um, feel less isolated and feel less like you are making all the wrong decisions. Um, Steve Jobs I, I walks through a lot of the processes of where they failed at Apple, where they won at Apple, how they changed things, how to be a horrible leader, um, and how to turn kind of turn the, turn that around once you uh, once you identify that and can have a second chance at it. And Phil Knight just talks about the overall uh, ride of of gr- trying to build a business from actual nothing. Um, and it's a, it's a very inspiring story. It's an encouraging story and it makes you want to get up and do something. Uh, when I, I finished Phil Knight, I was, I, while I was, I was running, listening to the book and there's a, at the end where he talks about the fact that, uh, when, when Nike went public, um, and, uh, they imme- immediately became a multimillionaire overnight, went to bed, absolutely broke. The company was literally living from, uh, from month to month. And then, uh, the next morning woke up as a multimillionaire. And it just, it's one of those things that inspires you that after 25 years of freaking hard work, you can still, you can still see some light at the end of the tunnel. And so don't give up. A lot of us are very short sighted in our, uh, in our motives and trying to get something that happens now. We want that immediate, uh, uh, that immediate response. And that book, one of the lessons that I took from Phil Knight was to, to stay the course. Um, just, you may think that you've made progress, but there's still a lot of progress to make and stay the course because one day, uh, it'll all pay off. If it's not, uh, an IPO, maybe it is just the advancement of your organization. Maybe it's the people that you're impacting, whatever it is, you're going to see the results, but don't give up too soon because every time that you think it's a time to give up, um, you've got another breakthrough coming through. So definitely an inspiring story. Next couple of books I'm going to share with you are all about marketing. I'm excited about marketing. Marketing is something that I've always been passionate about. Uh, And these couple of books are ones that give you some actual playbook to that. Gary Vee, 
Gary Vaynerchuk, Crushing It. He's got two books, Crush It and Crushing It. Crushing It is the last one that he's got out uh, or the latest one he has out. But one of the major takeaways from this, and it's one of the things that is hard for a lot of people, I feel like it's, it was hard for me to understand, is giving value, constantly giving value and, and looking for the long-term uh, return. Uh, a lot of times, especially in a sales-driven uh, uh, organization, it's always asking for, asking for the sale, asking for the sale, asking for the sale. And Gary V's philosophy, if you follow any of his stuff, is, is saturate people with value. He talks a lot about the jab, jab, hook. Give more value than you, than you actually ask for something and constantly be a resource of information. Uh, educating your consumer constantly. Um, and being that voice of reasoning, and um, and he does a really good job crushing it. Plus, he's an exciting uh, author, doing some amazing stuff. If you don't follow Gary V, you're missing out on on that. But the major takeaway from that is give more than you take constantly. Uh, the other one is building a story brand. Donald Miller is an amazing individual, uh, simplifying your message. And I challenge anybody in business if you especially in the security business. One of the things Donald Miller talks about in this book is the curse of knowledge. Um, And it happens to us all very frequently in the security industry. We talk at a level 10. So he kind of describes the fact of uh, the the curse of knowledge on a level one to a level 10. And we typically talk at a level 10 when we're trying to explain something to a customer. Uh, and they have no idea what we're talking about. We're over-talking to the point that we're trying to get across. And he says that we often try, oftentimes try to, to simplify it for people, but we only really land at about a five or a six. So we're simplifying it, but not quite enough. And an average consumer buys on a knowledge base of a one or two. Um, and so you have to really, really, really fight hard to break that down. Simplicity, clarifying your message. Uh, one of the big takeaways uh, for our organization has been finding ways to simplify our message so that when we tell people that we help them protect their people and their property, uh, that it communicates what we do rather than tell them that we've been in business for 37 years and that we install locks and key card system, or access control systems and uh, all of the complicated things that we try to communicate. We want to simplify that so it's easy and digestible for them to understand. Um, and he breaks down an entire way to communicate that. So definitely one to check out. I warn you on this, it will break your brain when it comes to marketing uh, you will you will not be able to think differently. You will not be able to process things the same way. The major thing that Donald Miller talks about all the time is changing your perspective on being the hero to your customers and being a guide to helping them become the hero. Uh, so uh, it is very easy for us to say the best, we're the most amazing, uh, you need us, rely on us, we're the professionals, we're the experts. Uh, and um, our customers are like, yeah, that's great and all, um, but we want to be, We want to be the hero of the story. And so it positions you as being the guide to help them become the hero. And it will break your brain. uh, But once you can process it, you'll start to see things a lot clearer um, and very, very helpful. The uh, last two books that I've got on here are ones that I'm actively reading right now. Another Michael Hyatt book, The Vision Driven Leader, um, 10 Questions to Focus Your Efforts, Energy, and Your Team, and Scale Your Business. Uh, and he talks significantly about getting very clear on your message so that uh, if, you were to, if you were to tag that one into um, Donald Miller's story brand and understand how to simplify your message and then how to communicate that message to your team, 
you're going to accomplish amazing things. And then the other one is Four Disciplines of Execution. I got turned on to this book uh, as a recommendation because I'm very interested in lead versus lag measures right now. Uh, very interested in, in, in metrics and understanding uh, the health of our business and understanding how to predict better the health of our business for the future um, and understanding what leads that versus what lags. And uh, he talks about the fact that most um, entrepreneurs, most business owners focus on the lag measurements, focus on the revenue uh, side of things, but they've yet to figure out what helps that revenue get there. Uh, and it's a major component once you can understand that and unlock it and find that, those drivers. Um, he he uh, gives the analogy that if you're only focusing on lag measures, if you're only watching the revenue, it's kind of like driving down the road, only looking in the rearview mirror. Um, and it really sucks when you drive off the cliff because you don't know it until it's too late. So uh, lead versus lag measures, very interesting book. I'm in the middle of both of these right now. So um, I'm excited about it, but I don't have a full information to share. Um, the other thing that uh, my image didn't show up. Uh, the, the last things that I'll have, which Aaron already tossed it up at the beginning, is uh, our Coffee Break podcast. There's supposed to be a really cool graphic right there, but it's not there. Um, but you can find out more at lockdoc.net slash podcast. Uh, we have nearly 90 episodes about business ideas, practices, and strategies uh, with business leaders from all walks of life. Um, and helpful information. I can tell you that the reason that we started it has totally changed to the reason that we continue doing it. Um, and I get so much more value out of sitting here and talking to people um, in ways that they've impacted our business uh, much more than anything. So I definitely would uh, encourage you to check that out. And then the last thing, uh, Aaron mentioned this as well, but businessmeeting.online, you can check it out. It's a free open website uh, of, uh, for small business meetings. And it's just an open dialogue of conversation that we're meeting every day at four o'clock to encourage each other, find ways to navigate through this and make lemonade during this time. So uh, that's kind of what we're focused on right now. And uh, I definitely challenge you to, uh, to take some initiatives on this for, uh, for reading. If you're, if you're not a big reader, and I've had this conversation with lots of people, I was not a reader at all. I had not read a book uh, since probably high school until um, Entree Leadership and Turn the Ship Around um, and, uh, uh, and the Idea Monkey book, whatever it's called, um, uh, Free the Idea Monkey. Those were the first books that I'd read since high school. And I was, I had that same process. I, I don't like to read. I'm not a reader. I don't have time to sit down. And I, I had to come to the realization that in order to change things in our organization, I had to change things. Um, and so I had to uh, make that part of my routine and it has definitely changed our business and it's changed my mindset and I have reduced a significant amount of stress in my life because we've been able to implement some of these things in the organization. So that's my challenge to you is get a book, start somewhere um, and connect with me on uh, online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. We've got over 350 videos on there, uh, similar type of information that we talked about today. Um, that uh, we'd love to communicate and connect with you and connect with me on any of those platforms. Uh, my phone number is on the website for business meeting, my, my personal cell phone number. Uh, if you ever want to call or chat or text, uh, I'll be free to, to, to connect with you there as well. And let me know uh, the books that you've connected on, uh, what you've learned from them and the takeaways and uh, love to connect with you to hear more about that. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Coffee Break Podcast. Also, we wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. 
Hey, I hope you enjoyed that information, books that impact your business. I. Uh, one of the conversations that I love to have with people is how you can read and change your mindset, how you can read and implement new things in your business. So hopefully you got some takeaways from that. I'd love to hear from you on books that have impacted your business or books that have impacted you specifically. So drop that information in the comments below or feel free to shoot me a message on social media or uh, you can shoot me an email as well. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. Uh, in the meantime, if you're watching this, well, we do this on audio every week. You can subscribe. All you have to do is go to lockdoc.net slash podcast and you can subscribe there on whatever podcast platform you prefer to listen on and those new episodes come out every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. If you're listening to this on audio and you're like what are you talking about a new studio what does that even mean well you can check that out on YouTube and Facebook just search for LOCDOC and you'll find tons of videos there you can like and follow and subscribe to those channels as well to get the same uh, message out every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We're excited about some of the new things that are happening in our studio. We're excited about some of the new content that we're going to be able to share with you, and we're excited to share new guests with you over the next couple of months. So thank you very much for your engagement. Thank you very much for your, uh, your communication and your connection with the Coffee Break podcast. We love sharing these insights with you every single week. So until then, we'll see you next Tuesday here on the Coffee Break Podcast. <laughs>